0: Not a happy day at Sky Stadium for the White Ferns or the Black Caps yesterday. The White Ferns going 2-0 down in their three match T twenty series against England and the Black Caps, with now back to back losses to Australia. The five game series now all square at two games apiece. Former Black Cap and now Spark Sport and uh uh commentator and uh and cricket analyst Craig Cumming is with us. Um find me a positive, Craig, can you? Uh they play cricket, Pony. Good morning. <laughs> they play cricket. And <laughs>
1: And it's uh, the men's game, it's all set for tomorrow. We were allowed crowds. So hopefully a few of those yellow seats disappear. And um, there's some people can throw the balls back, actually. That would be quite nice, wouldn't it? Instead of the players trying to get it, or you have to have stationed people to try and climb over those yellow seats. There you are. There's a positive.
0: That's a good positive. I don't mind it. Let's uh, dissect the men's <laughs> game, uh, first of all. Um all out 106 in a T20 game, um, and and that off the back of Australia getting through to 156 for six with a big final over. How key do you reckon that final over was? The the 26 that Australia took off it to get them from 130 up into the mid 150s.
1: Oh, massive, massive. If you were, if you sign that that innings off really well, um, you know they might get 140. Um, then it's a different ball game. But when they got it out to 156, you know. You always saw that pitch, it was turning, it was a bit slow, it was a bit grippy. And you can understand that because it was only Pine, it was only prepared really for one game, wasn't it? And, and that was always the plan, to play two and then three. Um, you know, But I don't mind seeing a little bit of variation in the pitch, and I don't mind seeing the batters have to work a bit harder. But no, any time you go for 26 off the last, the moment, momentum's all with the, the batting side. They get a bit more cock-a-hoop. Obviously Finch, as a captain, he was out there the whole innings. He knew what was going on. He knew from a, a batting point of view and then from a tactical point of view when he was going to control the Australian innings, what was needed. So um, while the, the Black Caps batting performance was, was poor, um, yeah, that, that last over from Jamison was, was certainly... Um, yeah, that was the, the match-defining you know, sort of moment, really, when you look at it.
0: Yeah, by contrast, uh, I mean, Jamison went for 49 of his four overs uh, combined. Yeah. Santner and Sody together, of their eight overs, went for, what, 48 and, and picked up four wickets in the process. The spinners bowled well yesterday, I thought.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. And you'd expect them to on that surface. I mean, I, they would have enjoyed it. It's a, an opportunity, very rarely, do um, spinners get uh, the opportunity to probably have turns, especially in T20. You look at Agar got six wickets and in that second, you know, the first game in Wellington, so they would have really enjoyed it. Maybe Sody, if you looked at it, you might have wanted six or seven less runs um, off his, you know, because it was so supportive, but Jamison's really struggling, pointing in, you know, it looks a little bit, I watched that first game, and you feel for him a little bit, but, um, you know, he's running in with a big price tag on his back now, and anyone who said that that 2800000 um million doesn't affect you, well, it is at the moment, and Um, He's running in with a lot of expectations, but let's remember, he actually hasn't proven himself a lot at this level in this form of the game, so he's certainly not a bowler that I would be looking to bowl the last over, Um, I do wonder about that, because he doesn't hit the Yorkers that well, and he's more of a back-of-the-length bowler, but yep, so spinners are doing a good job, I mean, you know, we look at someone like Mitch Satner, and we we, we sort of, we talk about the test game and the relevance of, of spinners in New Zealand, but gee Wizzy he knows what he's doing in T20. He is, he is world-class at that level. And, and East Sody's just building his confidence. I don't think he was quite there when he first started, but East Sodi is a real confidence player, and he's starting to bowl nicely. So, yeah, they'll tick that box and say, happy, they're going to have a massive part to play in the next T20 tomorrow. Uh, the question is, where did New Zealand find another spinner from? Because you really would want to probably play three tomorrow if you could.
0: Yeah, and and does that mean, then, that uh, much as he seems reluctant to do so, Kane Williamson rolls his arm over for a couple of overs?
1: Oh, I think you've got a prize. You've got to push him to the crease, don't you? He's the most (laughs) reluctant bowler um, in the world, and yes, he may be, but the problem is he hasn't done a lot of bowling, and I don't know if an off-spinner is quite the one that you want because it's turning into the right-handers, but I don't think they've got really time and and no-one else in the squad. So he's going to have to maybe do a roll or... They've got to get really smart with their seamers and bowl lots of cutters and um, be able to bowl those slower balls and try and extract some more out of the surface. So, so to me, that'll be a really interesting, the sort of way they go about setting up how they bowl. Look at Australia. I mean, I heard the commentary um, last night. I mean, you know, did they, should they have bowled Ashton Agar at the top? He bowled two overs. Then he bowled the third, and they were like, wow, what's going on here? That's when he picked up Gupdal. So, Australia got their tactics bang on, and they're lucky. That's where Maxwell came into play. They've obviously got the leg spin as well. So, I thought Australia, um, you know, remember, we beat them when they just got out of quarantine. They were just starting to find their rhythm. Um, you know, Finch has found form, and, I, and I'm actually really pleased. He's a good guy, Finch, and, and I like seeing him score runs because out of the Australian group, he is a good guy. Um, but, you know, it's it's all set up. And actually, Pony, isn't it great? We're, we're talking, you've got a sports show, there's a huge amount of sport on. We've got it. We've got a game tomorrow where the series is on the live and we're going to have a crowd there to watch. So uh, it's set up nicely for us fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it is. Look, that that is a, a real positive to come out of this. Can we uh, go to the White Ferns uh, against England uh, yesterday? Do we have to? Do we have no, I think to? no. I think we need to. I think we need to. One twenty-three <laughs> oh, no, for nine. Yeah, one twenty-three for nine. Uh, New Zealand. Uh, um, then England won 24 for 4 so they got there relatively comfortably they were 30 for 2 and there was a bit of hope um, I mean you're involved in coaching the Otago women's side Sid, a keen observer of the domestic women's game there seems to be plenty of talent around why can't that translate at the moment into the international arena?
1: Yeah I think that's the golden question at the moment Pony you're right and really invested in the women's game now with the coaching role that I do and I, I look at the side and I, and I look at it, I it, mean, with there's a huge amount of better. Kate Abraham's a really good player but she's batting at 8. I mean, I think she should be in the one-day side, so they're asking a whole lot of players there to do roles that they're not that used to. Um, I really like Hayley Jensen at the top, and I might be biased because I coach her uh, domestically, but I think she's got some real skills, but she's got to learn that role. But it comes back to, you know, who are our world-class players? You know, Sophie Devine. We need Sophie scoring runs. We need her to free up and um, you know, I was on the back end of her doing it domestically. But she's got to be able to do it in the international level. And even you look at that side and, you know, you've got Maddie Green. You've got people batting down the order who are normally top-order players. Uh, they've just got to find... I, I, I think their tactics batting-wise is really poor, piney. I mean, you look at... They got out to the leg spinner. And um, the leg spinner, you know, dangerous in T20 on a turning pitch. But two stumped. Uh, Millie Kerr was one of them. she just hit it for four off the back foot. This is a bowler who misses short. So when you're set up and you're facing a leg spinner, if she's going to miss short, maybe one or two balls and over, why are we charging her? So that, that just creates, I suppose, higher risk. And also, you're turning one of her average balls into a good ball by using your feet. So at the moment, they're just struggling, I think, for confidence. I think they're struggling to find their rhythm. And I actually think their players are really struggling to find the roles that they've got on that side. So, yeah, England. and don't forget, England are a very good side Piny. I mean, that top order batting, they just know what they're doing. They're so experienced. Um, We we should take a leaf out of their book. It's a little bit like England did with us with the men's when um, we smashed them in that World Cup. They went around and said we've got to copy the the black caps and come out with their approach. We've got to take some lessons from England and say, right, what can we do? But I also would like to see some players maybe change the roles that they've got.